This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. For those of you who are watching on video, Bugs, my daughter's cat, is joining us today. Those of you on audio, it's just one of those comments that podcasters are not supposed to make. But I just did because I do things the way I want to do them. (laughs) Hey, you know what we're going to talk about today? Not being a victim. Instead, to write your own story. Imagine that. Imagine that tie-in. There is a very simple framework, which I am a huge fan of, simple frameworks. If you've read my book or worked with me or been around here very long, you know that the business is human framework is what we use to start all of our work together conversations. So it goes like this. The needs of the business and the needs of humans are both important in careers, but they're very different. So the business needs to control, measure, and optimize. That's good business practice. Goals, metrics, systems, processes. Yes. As a business consultant, I'm saying yes. Humans, however, our needs are personal, emotional, and social. And when we combine the two needs, that's when we can have a thriving business with thriving employees. So I love a simple framework. And most of the work that I do and help my clients with are on the human side of business because it is the humans that are running this business. So the more effective and thriving the humans are in the business, then the business can thrive. And the definition of thriving is to grow, prosper, and flourish, which is what we both want. The business wants to thrive, grow, prosper, flourish, And we as humans want to prosper, flourish. So simple frameworks, that's my jam. This is another simple framework that is not mine, but it is used widely and with different variations in lots of ways. Business, therapy, you know, if you're not driving or on a treadmill, you can draw this if you'd like. If you drew an upside down triangle, and it has different names, drama triangle, That's what it's most widely known as. If you draw an upside-down triangle, and at the very bottom, at the point of the upside-down triangle, you write the word victim. When you choose to move through your life as a victim, then you only have really two responses. You need someone to blame, which if you go up the left-hand side of that triangle that's upside down and write the word villain. You need somebody to blame for what's happening in your life. That's the villain of your story. On the other side of that triangle, the other point you could write, you need someone to fix you or rescue you or save you. And you know people like this that live their entire lives blaming someone else for their circumstances, whatever's happening in their lives. And it really just creates a life of bitterness, anger, frustration. And as I said on last week's show, and I'm spending a lot more time talking about this in my keynotes and my coaching, is a thriving life is one that we measure in feelings. A striving life is one that we measure in money and status and time. And so we're going for measuring our life in how it feels. And if you have chosen to be a victim, your life is not going to feel good. There's another way to do life. So if you drew a triangle on top of that with the long ends on top of each other, so this one looks like a right side up triangle, (laughs) this is where your 
creating your life. You're the creator. And as I say, this is where you're writing your own story. This is where you, instead of blaming, you take responsibility. You may be dealing with something that you didn't choose, but you're going to take responsibility for your actions in the moment, in the situation. My old boss, Dr. Stephen R. Covey, called this a difference between reactive and proactive. Reactive, I'm just going to respond and blame and somebody else's fault. I got to wait for somebody else to manage my life. And proactive is I'm responsible for my choices. So there's lots of way to say the same thing. But I just believe that it bears repeating at this time in our society when there's lots of strife and struggle and things going on around us, that it's more important than ever to take responsibility for your own life and your own choices. Because we don't get to control a lot of what's going on around us, but we get to choose how we respond to what's going on around us. So if we're in the creator mode, writing our own story, instead of someone to fix it or rescue us, we really need someone to nurture us. And this is where I talk about creating the conditions to thrive. Someone that can help hold us accountable in loving and kind ways. As a coach, I do a lot of nurturing where I hold up the mirror and help you see you. Affirm what are your unique gifts and talents. Ask you challenging questions. Ask you what you really want. Nurturing. You think of the word nurture and you think loving, kind, the good kind of parental. Not all, not everybody got good parents. So I don't want to just say parenting because some people that's a trigger. So nurturing is an important part of writing your own story because you're still going to have uncertainty. You're still going to have times of trouble. And so when you've got people in your life that can help nurture you, that's encouraging and motivating and affirming to keep going. And instead of a villain in your life, when you're taking responsibility and writing your own story, you need someone that can help coach you, someone that's been where you want to go, that can help guide you and give you instruction or skills or lessons or information. This also requires us to know what we're creating. If we're creating our own life, what's the story we're writing? Creating your own life means you've already decided what the expected reward is. Where am I going? What do I want? I hope that the expected reward is a life that feels like you. But the expected reward for you can probably be more specific than it is right now. We spend a lot of time planning for bad things with like insurance and stuff. Like, I'm going to make sure I've got the right insurance in case I get sick or the right life insurance for when I die. But have we spent that same amount of time planning the life we want to live? Because if you decide, here's the career I really want, or here's where I really want to live, or here's how I want to live, then you can go choose the coach that's going to help you do that. But if we're just grabbing every self-help book on the shelves and learning every possible thing that we can learn in the hopes that we're going to land on the right thing, you're starting to look like a squirrel packing nuts in your cheeks for the winter. And that's a lot to hold on to if you don't know why you're learning it and what it's for. You know, those people are like, I'm going to read 50 books this year and just acquire knowledge like 
They have to. Well, I hope you like to read because you're probably not going to retain a lot of that because if it doesn't have any context for where you're trying to go, the life you're trying to create, the story you're trying to write, then you're just gathering nuts for the winner. Drop some nuts. Don't just acquire knowledge for the sake of hoping that you become better because you've read a lot of books. That's not going to help you. Decide who you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to do, and then find a coach that can help you get there that has some of that expertise. If you decide you want to live the remote lifestyle and live in a different company and work remotely, find a coach that's done that and can help you navigate that. If you decide you want to be a CEO, find a coach that helps CEOs or has been a CEO. Like decide the life you're creating and then go find the coach that you want. It also helps on the nurturer side too. Because some people aren't going to cheer for you with the life that you've decided you want. That's just a fact. And that you got to be okay with that. But you do want those people that are going to nurture you in whatever you decide to do. I've made a huge shift in the kind of people that I surround myself with. There are people that will hold me accountable to the life that I've said that I wanted. That's nurturing and kind. They see me off track or off base. They'll say, hey, it's not where you said you wanted to go. How are you doing? I love you enough to tell you the truth. But we've got to decide what's the life that we're creating. And being a nurturer means being loving and kind and allowing some of those missteps and mistakes to happen as part of the learning process. And if I think about these two triangles as it relates to leadership, parenting, where a lot of us, where a lot of people that I see unintentionally thwart the process, of creating a great life is nurturing is hard for those that want to just rescue and fix and save. If you've read my book, you know there's a chapter about being a fixer. And as parents, it's hard not to want to help your kids. And sometimes we jump in and rescue and fix too often and don't let them enjoy the consequences of a good lesson once in a while, which is different than just letting people struggle. Nurturing takes empathy and vulnerability, and you got to be willing to let your child struggle a bit. Sometimes when we rush in to fix and rescue, it's because we don't want others to think we're a bad parent, which means it's not about the kid at all. It's about us. Rescuing and fixing oftentimes is rooted in either our own insecurities or our own past trauma, where somebody just let us struggle and we can't do it for our kids. Leaders, same way. Managers and leaders that want to jump in and fix and rescue instead of asking good questions is often because it feels good to rescue and fix, feels good to be needed. Especially because being a leader, the majority of your job is to think and communicate, which doesn't feel like you're doing anything. And so when we get to rescue and fix, we get to jump in the weeds and do some of the work. And too often we get a little fix of feeling more worthy than just thinking and communicating. That's a whole different podcast for another day, but we could certainly do a whole episode on that. I spend a lot of time with my clients talking about what it means to sit in that top spot and think and communicate more than you go and do. And that's hard because you think we've been told to no pain, no gain, work hard. And it doesn't feel like the kind of work that's worthy. 
but it's exactly what we need. Anyway, I digress. So I hope that you can take some of the pieces of this episode and think through what areas of your life do you want to take more responsibility for? And I also know that high achievers don't spend much time in victim blame land, but there are a couple places where I bet you can be more clear about what you're creating about your life. Write your vision and make it plain. Who do you want to be? How do you want your life to feel? Then make sure that you've got the right people in your triangle to nurture and to coach. And as a high achiever, you probably have some people on your team, in your family, in your friend group that are victims. And then you've got some choices to make there too. Do you have what it takes to be a good nurturer, to hold up the mirror and help them see them and help guide them into a place where they can accept responsibility and move out of that triangle? Do you have the ability to do that? Are they willing to receive that? And if they're not willing to receive that, is it draining your energy to where you have to decide if that's a relationship you need to cut loose? Or is there an opportunity for you to be more overt about being a coach? Do you have some mad skills that can help others creating a life that you've already created for yourself? And it doesn't have to be in traditional ways. It doesn't have to be, I'm an executive coach like I am. It could mean that you've navigated a divorce. And you've done it in a really beautiful way to help get through the pain to be better, not bitter. That's a coaching opportunity. There are people that need that from you. Maybe you've actually been a coach of a team in your life back in the day, and you miss using some of those skills. That was the case with one of my clients recently in A Thousand Thriving Women when we were going through some things in our program one month. We landed on the fact that she had coached softball and she really missed a lot of the skills that she used as a coach that she wasn't able to use in her job as a realtor because she has a colleague, but she doesn't have a team. And she missed that. I said, there are tons of little league softball teams that need great coaches. So there's probably something in your life that you're great at or that you've overcome that you could become a coach for others informally or formally. But the world needs nurturers and coaches more than it needs villains and fixers. So if you're already in the I take responsibility for my life triangle, amen. I'm so glad. Now, what can we do to help the others, to hold up the mirror and invite them into that place of responsibility, to nurture them, to love them with kind eyes that say, I know it's hard, but come up here. Let's get out of the blame and victim triangle. Come up here. It's better up here. Let me help you. And when we're on the job every day, just going, 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 and we're just steeped in that control, measure, optimize of the work and the tasks and the meetings, sometimes we forget to see the work through the lens of the personal needs, emotional needs, social needs of being a human. But when we do that, that's when we can see the opportunities of who needs nurtured and who needs coached or who might just need cut loose because they've just already decided that their brand is in being a victim and the energy that it takes for you to live alongside of them is not allowing you to put that energy in those that are wanting to create a life for themselves. So there you go, folks. 
I mentioned it earlier, but we've got spots available in A Thousand Thriving Women. These are the kind of conversations that we have. It's been amazing to see some of the transformation that's happening already. You're not late. You can start anytime, and we would love to have you. All right. Go create and write your own story. Love you, mean it. Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down. Hey, y'all, fun fact. If you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian. And I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land.